Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to the CC Podcast Telco. A quick reminder for you before we dive into the topic of this episode. We are fast approaching our first events of 2023, the CC IoT Summit and the London 2023 GCCM. These events will be taking place side by side during the 21st and the 22nd of March in the Intercontinental Park Lane Hotel in London. And these promise to be two busy days of sessions, meetings, and of course, evening receptions. Don't miss your opportunity to register your attendance. Now, back to today's episode. Today, we are revisiting Singtel's session from our CCTIS 2022 Summit in Rome, Enterprise 5G and Cybersecurity at the Forefront, where industry experts sat down to compare perspectives on the current enterprise landscape during this era of heightened cybersecurity anxieties and the interconnective power of 5G. On this panel, we are proud to feature Alessandro Fossina, Associate Partner at Cambridge Management Consulting Limited, Matteo Del Corno, Area Director of South EMEA at Cato Networks, Bertrand Lacour, Director of Sales and Partnerships Europe at Blue Planet Software, and Lionel Ho, Associate Director of Government and Large Enterprise at Singtel. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. Buongiorno. Good morning, everyone. And welcome to this uh, second session here in Roma at the Recario Community Telco Infrastructure Summit. The topic of this session could be considered odd versus the main, let's say, uh, infrastructure wholesale issues discussed uh, in the first session. But I do, I do believe uh, the career community management uh, was right, is right to add two basic uh, technologies slash services slash uh, uh, industries that are gaining uh, a lot of relevance uh, for uh, our future telecom industry, especially considering how these uh, technologies, the 5G, private 5G and uh, the cybersecurity can affect uh, the life of enterprises. So uh, first of all, a few, few words on, on, uh, for introducing myself. I am Alessandro Forcina. I am a partner at Cambridge Management Consulting, a British company, a boutique, uh, a British company specialized of, on consulting in the telecom world. I had a quite a long experience in the telecom industry in Sparkle. So there are here a lot of old friends and then in GSMA and in a German company. So uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce uh, the panelists that will join me addressing <coughs> these uh, key uh, technologies. Uh, please, uh, Matteo. Thank you, thank you, Alessandro. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for Ah, uh, yes, yes, sorry. My voice is so high that I can speak without this microphone. Sorry, uh, thanks, Alessandro. Thanks, everyone. Uh, good morning. My name is Matteo Del Corno. I do sales for uh, Keto Networks. I don't know if you know Keto Networks is the leader in the SASE market. And I'm taking care of France, uh, Spain, and Iberia in Italy. We are uh, a quite young company, seven years old, but uh, so fastly uh, growing into the market. We rise, we rise 500 million from, from the market, market, and we have a capitalization of 2.5 billion. So 
we are so young, but so, so strong and huge, and we are becoming the leader, and we are the leader of the SASE market. Uh, please, Lionel, it's up to you. Bonjour everyone, and I'm very happy to be in Rome. Firstly, I want to say that. Uh, my name is Lionel Ho. Um, I'm from Singapore Telecoms. So um, I, I, I cover two portfolios in my, in my daily role. Uh, I'm primarily a solution architect, and I lead a team of uh, solution architects where we use 5G. We use um, SD-WAN, SASE, public cloud, private cloud, cybersecurity, the works, right? Uh, and I provide these solutions for our large enterprise as well as our government um, customers, right? So that's really my day job, right? But I wear a secondary hat as well. And this is also a very important hat. Um, I constantly look out for cutting edge technologies um, um, and, I, and, I, and I introduce it into my organization. Uh, together with uh, these cutting edge technology vendors, we develop uh, um, the products, right, and integrate them into our network, providing these services to our customers. So I'll be very pleased to 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 meet um, all of you partners, potential all potential partners uh, who can we, we can work with over the next two days. Thank you, Bertrand. You already introduced yourself, but yeah. a few words again for the audience. Yes, yes. So uh, hello, everybody. So Bertrand Lacour, I work uh, for Blue Planet, which is a division of uh, software division of Siena, uh, which is an optical manufacturer. Uh, and in Blue Planet, uh, we, uh, we offer a portfolio of, uh, of software solutions around uh, the OSS, so operating support systems that covers network automation, as we discussed earlier. Uh, inventory and assurance. Um, so my my presence here is justified today, I would say, because we also work with, uh, you know, not only fixed, but also mobile operators. And we work with mobile operators around 5G. We have solutions uh, on 5G that are, uh, for example, facilitating the, the, the deployment of the network slicing concept uh, that you may have heard of. Uh, and uh, we also work on uh, SD1. Uh, we are providing solutions, or I would say, uh, uh, an overarching solutions on top of uh, SD1 vendors. Um, when, for example, an, an operator CSP wants to uh, contract with multiple SD1 vendors, they quite often need a, a software layer on top um, that that will uh, facilitate the orchestration of these SD1s. Um, so we don't provide cybersecurity as, as such, uh, but we actually work with quite a lot of cybersecurity companies. Merci, Betra. Grazie. So uh, for this session, I'd like to, to follow a sort of a top-down approach. So starting from which are the basic scenario that we see, the basic, basic trends that we see for uh, enterprises uh, getting uh, requesting telecom services. So on the one end, on the, on the mobile side, uh, there are the deployment in the due course of, of course, 5G technologies, the, the uh, raising of data center, data center services. Uh, Daniele, a few minutes ago, correctly pointed out there is no way back and he's fully right. The, uh, a number of SD1 offering, a number of SD1 offering from all the telcos in different flavors, and of course, a rising threat in terms in the in the cybersecurity arena. 
uh, is not only, let's say, in the industry, but even in, uh, in the press, in the normal press. So my question, first of all, to Lionel is, uh, what is the, the Singtel perspective in terms of uh, strategic views on how Singtel, how a telco can interconnect at a strategic level, which technology should uh, consider for uh, optimizing uh, the enterprise request services? That's a very good question and a very large question, which, uh, which a lot of my customers ask me as well, right? So uh, and engaging the head architect and all that, this is a common question I get from them. Um, so really, we, there are so many elements within a network, right? Uh, and certainly these are covered by Singtel as well. Firstly, I like to look inside out, right? So within an organization, the applications are getting more complex, right? They're more getting more data hungry, like all the other speakers were mentioning before. And we know as well, right? Data center services are now, the workloads are now being pushed into the cloud. So that portion is a large part to look at. So that's number one, right? Number two, once you have all these workloads pushed out regionally, right? You certainly have to look at the security aspects as well, right? Because you are now diversifying. You're now diversifying where your locations are, right? And you need to secure them. Um, then how do you access all these workloads, right? Uh, obviously, we are here, and one of the topics here is 5G. 5G is gradually increasing, right? Uh, the use of 5G is increasing in many regions, right? Not all. Um, geographically, we, we, I think we're looking at uh, efficient use of 5G, potentially 20 to 30% globally. We see this being implemented, right? Largely, it is still very much fixed circuits. Um, so some that as, as an overview at the moment, right? So fixed circuits, that's what we're looking at. Um, moving nearer to the edge, there is certainly the element of uh, SD-WAN, right? So we all know much about SD-WAN now, right? We, 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 we know it's wonderful in integrating or, or aggregating rather um, cost-effective WAN links, and then through the box, providing uh, businesses with business-grade and high-grade uh, traffic throughput and with, uh, with, uh, with a high level of security as well, right? Um, so yeah, I, I would say as a whole, right? These are the certain elements we need to look at and how the world has changed, right? Um, obviously with 5G, we've now recognized that, hey, look, yes, as, as good as the technology is, workloads are now very much deep into uh, the cloud. How do we then bring all these data processing nearer to the, to the end user, right? Um, Let's not talk about enterprise, but let's look at, uh, if we talk about items like robotics, um, AR, VR, these will require um, large amount of data to be processed and processed in a timely manner. How do we do this, right? Certainly, you, I'm sure all of you have heard of uh, multi-access edge computing, right? Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a little bit, but these are certainly some of the bigger topics which um, I, my team, our organization are working on at the moment. So yeah, just, just want to stop there. Thank you, Lionel. Bertrand, yeah. the, the Blue Planet perspective. Yeah, yeah. so, so, we, um, so we see a, a bit of 5G uh, activity uh, in, in some, some parts of, of the world. I mean, it's not widely spread, but on, uh, I, I'd say uh, the enterprise uh, enterprises uh, and CSPs are, are definitely, uh, you know, uh, seeing... Uh, or we're seeing a lot of interest 
for rolling out SD1, which has now been uh, you know, widely uh, tested and, and proven. Um, what we see is a, a, a need because the, the CSPs tend to have multiple SD1 vendors, as I just mentioned. So it's, uh, you know, enterprises want to have, uh, you know, a firewall from, uh, from uh, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm going to mention some competitors, I'm sorry, but uh, from Fortinet or Palo Alto, et cetera, and, and they want to pick and choose. And, uh, and, uh, and then we see, uh, we see CSPs having to uh, uh, provide multiple solutions in their network. Uh, which adds complexity. Uh, it would be much simpler for them to stay with one, but because they have enterprise customers that want to pick and choose, then they, uh, they, the CSP end up uh, having to manage multiple SD1 vendors quite often. Uh, and, and that's adding a bit of complexity. So, so we see our role, if you want, to, uh, to help them uh, uh, from that point of view. So we, we see a, a widely, uh, you know, a wide ad adoption of multiple type of SD1 uh, providers. Merci. Um, thank you, Bertrand. The perspective, the strategic perspective from uh, a, SAS or a SASE vendor uh, like Keto Networks. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the question is, is very interesting. I think we are, as Keto Networks, a SASE solution provider, we have definitely the best position for addressing such a complexity that enterprises are uh, moving forward. If enterprises are more complex, you have application everywhere, user everywhere data center everywhere. And as Kedo, we are a cloud service provider. So we don't care if they come from one site or another site, if it's a user, is a data center, is a cloud application. So we are completely transparent. And this is a huge advantage because it, by having such a architecture and framework, you can keep focus. I, the IT manager and CIO can keep focus on developing their infrastructure without thinking any time if the infrastructure they want to develop fits the uh, kind of security and as the one they deploy everywhere. This is very important because it gives customer a lot of freedom, which is exactly what you, you have, I think, to tell your customer as much. I, I remember when the question on the previous panel was about the, uh, how is complex the life of uh, any telco providers that have to deal with so many customers complexity. We are here with the cloud solution with SASE to simplify the life of the telco provider that they can focus on integration, focus on deployment and networking, things that are their core business. We take care of SD1, we take care of security from the cloud as a service like Netflix. You choose a service you want, you get a service everywhere, anytime from any edge. Matteo, in your, in your answer, you mentioned uh, uh, the role of uh, CIO or uh, CISO, CISO. Yep. Now, from that, my first question, going uh, a step down, considering again, uh, the holiday security, uh, the security issues and considering the, 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 the work, uh, the, the role of a CIO is much more complex because uh, in the, considering the overall, the overall company sustainability, the threats are increasing. The skill of the staff uh, maybe is not always 100% up to date. Uh, the number, the number of uh, outputs from the service increases, and uh, we know that uh, the output should be orchestrated. So, Matteo, the guidelines uh, a CIO, a CISO should follow 
trying uh, to meet all these requirements? Yeah, the, the answer is in, in the question. You mentioned how many different activities a CISO or a CIO have to deal today. Complexity of custom. The users are connecting from everywhere. I'm now connecting from this hotel. I will be from the train tonight. I will be from my home tomorrow maybe or visit another customer from their network. And I have to, uh, to access all the infrastructure, all the application. And again, application infrastructure, the CIO have to have the freedom of choosing the infrastructure they love or the application they love. See, if a CISO is fully focused on choosing technology and updating technology, managing technology, make, taking care of uh, updating the systems, new signature, uh, test and pilot the signature before putting online and such a things, I think he's losing this focus, which is have a, a wall understanding on from where the risk should come and avoid the risk and have a strategy to avoid the risk. This is the work of the CISO and CIO, not to update a firewall. So a service which is completely from the cloud, it allows CIO and CISO to keep focus on the core activities, which is allowed the business user to have in a secure way their application rather than updating firewall, uh, buying a platform, changing the platform. Every three years, you have to renew, new, new tender. And this is something that is really defocusing the CISO and the CIO. We are the solution, is the solution SASE that allow them to keep focus on where the problems comes. The needs of the business users in let's a secure way. Let's uh, listen to the idea. The, 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 the. The answer from uh, a major uh, service provider like Signtel. Lionel, get in touch with customers, uh, speaking uh, to CIO and to SISO. So do, which is the, 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 the feeling that you get from these people as major request? That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a very good question. Now speaking to um, CISOs, right? Since, um, since the network has evolved, right, to with, internet, public cloud gateways, SD-WAN, right? Gone are then the traditional setups of having a private MPLS network right in the middle and only having three uh, breakouts to the internet and then only needing to potentially guard, right? Put a, put a next-gen firewall in these breakout, three breakout locations, let's just say. Gone are those days, right? The defense of the network is now pushed out further into the edge towards where the users are. So this, this is really keeping the CISO awake at night, right? Suddenly they need to rethink and re-channel and re-strategize how they will need to protect this network, right? That's the biggest problem that's facing the CISO today, right? Obviously with that, budgets have also changed, right? Not that those gateways are gonna go away. They still have their data centers. Number one, budget, right? That's, that's a head scratcher. We always talk about costs, right? I'll come back to that a little bit later, but then, how then do you secure your network? Now, every single day, the threats are getting more, right? Um, so recently, recently with, um, with the activities between Ukraine and Russia, we won't go into politics here, but we certainly see an heightened activity of attacks as well. This is real, right? Um, we also know where the stores are. And there are different exploits being used at the same time. So is... Is technology going to help? Yes, to a certain degree, yes. Now, I want to touch on the buzzword which you've all heard, zero trust model or architecture. That holds extremely true. 
right? Uh, as Matteo mentioned, right? You can only do, do so much with technology. But what's important here is the governance and the zero trust model that is ultra important, right? Um, there are so many, um, yeah, there's so many threats coming in different arenas, right? So what I'll also say is this, right? When a, when a CISO speaks to me and says, goes like, look, I, 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 need, to be, I need to make sure it's 100% safe, right? And we all know security people will only say, well, we will never say, look, it's 100% safe. We will use the word mitigate, right? The word here is always to mitigate. So you'll be hit sooner or later, right? Uh, now, on the architecture front then, right? You asked me, what's the best model these days, right? There's lots of standard technologies out there. There's a lot of open standards these days. I guess the word here is go with the best of breed, right? Um, enterprises, security, vendors, they go through a cycle as well, right? People, essentially, these are all soft skills within security uh, vendors. The, soft, the people will move between vendors, right? And we track them in Singtel as well to see where the good people are going. Um, and it's a cycle, right? So what I'll say to, to, to my customers is, hey, look, don't look at, don't always look for a particular vendor, go with the best of breed, re-evaluate them from time to time, right? Diverse your security setup as well. Don't just go with one, right? Um, and block them at different areas as well. Identify where your threats are coming from, right? Um, that's very important, right? I just had a customer come to me a couple of months ago. Strangely enough, he tells me, I think I'm getting attacked from within my enterprise, right? From another subsidiary, right? From another country. Can you help me do something about that? So if you look at a standard framework or standard uh, structure, these are something you, which, which you will really never pick up because it's coming from your internal land, right? So speak to your CISO, right? Find out where, where they are. You need to advise them as well. So I think to answer your question, and in general, the CISOs are hit from everywhere. When, land, right? And when, there's a, and, and, and when there's a political issue going on, they get hit even more. So I think zero trust model is the best. Now, for some of you who don't know what zero trust is, it means only provide the people who need the information, that particular information. Don't open up the entire network to them. That's a summary of um, zero trust. I, I, I think I'll just end here, thanks. Thank, thank you, Lionel. For sure, later on, we will come back to the zero trust uh, network access. Uh, I see basic ingredients, let me say, of a SASE uh, model. But uh, uh, coming back again, uh, Bertrand, your, your feeling, your perspective of uh, a CISO, a SISO uh, yeah. guideline to be followed, to be followed for uh, guaranteeing uh, security and a sustainable company yeah um well fr from um, my, my point of view if you want the uh, the the CISO is, has been a, an interlocutor uh, someone we, we speak to you know quite quite recently uh you know we, we used to speak mainly to ctos and, and people dealing with the network um so we just to echo what uh, uh what you said uh, Lionel is uh, is the role of the CISO has, has tremendously changed uh and uh, and it's it's really a, a, a you know someone that we have to engage with uh very early on in in our conversations and we see 
we see security being, you know, at uh, you know almost the priority number one now in, in all the conversations. So, um, you know, what the, the role of the CISO has changed, how we engage with them and what we talk about. Uh, we even have to, uh, for example, as a, as a software company, we have to share the, the coding uh, and explain how it's secure and, and show it's, it cannot be breached, etc. So there's there's this tremendous uh, due diligence that is done on, on security aspects and, and all of that is, you know, managed by, by the CISO. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't like to be a CISO today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'd like to make a step ahead. Considering 5G, and uh, I'd like uh, introducing the, the the subject, reading some uh, data, <coughs> fresh data that uh, I found uh, from uh, on the 5G, let's say, development from the infrastructure infrastructure side as well as on the customer side. So I'm going to make reference to a Del Loro report of a few weeks ago. So it was mid of August, so very fresh. So according to the Loro, from 22 to 26, the, the cumulative revenues from hosting 5G workloads in the public cloud is equal to 4.6 billion euro with a compound annual growth rate 80, 88%. 4.6 billion euro to be paid by telcos for hosting uh, the 5G workloads in a public cloud. To be compared with the over, always the Loro, the same source, the overall, uh, let's say, cumulative investment in mobile networks, uh, again on five years, equal to 50 billion. So now coming back even to the, what this discussed, uh, discussed uh, few in the previous session, the, the impact of 5G, 5 billion from the Loro, and this 5 billion, nearly 10% is given for moving all the workloads to the public cloud. They also made an example, a, a research, the Loro, on how many telcos has put their own 5G standalone, of course, I'm speaking standalone open run in the public cloud. So, uh, it could be Google, it could be AWS, Microsoft, and so on and on. And how many have put in their own cloud? One out of 27 has used the public cloud. Let me add that after this uh, uh, research, a second uh, telco has used. So I could say two out of 28 has used the public cloud whereas 26 has relied on telcos, has decided to rely on their own cloud. So these are data on the infrastructure side. Uh, the second part that I like to share with you is on the customer side. And I, I make reference to a research of a few months ago from Berger Institute. There, was, there were, at the end of 2001, <coughs> nearly 1,000, private LTE network, 1,000 on this planet. And they foresee, Berg Insight, an increase of 10 times by, by the end of 2026, LTE plus going to uh, nearly 13,500 LTE plus uh, 5G private. And the last data that I'd like to share with you that uh, 
as of today, there are nearly 250, 350 um, private uh, 5G networks, mainly for trial, testing, and so on and on. So having said that, uh, in terms of uh, infrastructure and uh, uh, let's say customer side, uh, my question to my panelists is uh, how uh, a telco can uh, drive these trends, uh, offering as much as possible good services to 5G and how a, a customer can exploit. It's clear that in terms of 5G, private uh, only the top of the market is interested. I am aware of that. But uh, there are some issues to be discussed in terms of security. And again, I make reference to a, to a, a press release issued uh, last week from uh, a German company, Security Research Lab. And they say, in short, that the telcos are not capable to uh, uh, configure 5G SA standalone networks in the public cloud because they have no experience. And they breached a number of in acting as a red team. The red team is the attacking. So they play the role of attacking, uh, hacking, uh, companies and they breached more than one telecom network. So having said that, considering all this issue, considering even the, the standardization from 3GPP, which is late, my question to, 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 the, to the, my panelists, Lionel, let's start if you like. Sure. So again, how Singtel can exploit 5G, considering this overall scenario and considering the customer request. Sure, sure. So I, I think there was quite, uh, Alessandro, you highlighted a couple of uh, statistics there. I think it's, uh, it's a bit difficult to pull <laughs> those numbers, but that's, that's I, I think Singtel is probably aligned with, with those numbers you've mentioned, right? Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm pretty glad to also say we were not one of those uh, telcos that got hacked by, by, by these hackers, right? Um, and, and here's how we do it and really our approach as well. Maybe let me start from um, our enterprise customers' point of view, right? Um, from we will always recommend, right, our customers to use standard technologies uh, or, or standard technology, st standard-based technologies rather, right? The likes of three GPP, right? Um, to 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 base their design work off, right, and to base their network off. Um, although the um, the cost benefits right of an open open RAN ORAN open RAN standard right um, seems to be really attractive, but they really have to bear in mind, and this is how we advise them right. Um, it is um, the performance is certainly one, right, and certainly that carries a high level of risk as well. Not only just performance risk, but certainly security risk as well. Right, um, it, it's still early days. I, I know Open RAN has even kind of a standardized, right? But but still, it is still very much early days. Um, so from a from a so that's with an enterprise perspective. Now from Singtel and a telco perspective, likewise, right? We should always um, design a network based on um, standard technologies, right? Standard based technologies. Uh, we should really monetize, right? All our investments based on this stable, well, stable and standardized platform first, but we should certainly always push towards, um, you know, open standards to see how we can drive 
increase margins and be cost effective as well through all these open standards. So I think as a general guiding, um, uh, general based guideline, this is how we will approach, right? such um such um yeah such a strategy right uh, once again right the zero trust element comes in a lot so as our customers design these um 5g based setups the advice is always hey look right secure it right um as we secure it as well right we look at uh, the strategy of securing is also different between um the mobile user the 5g mobile user to an enterprise user who perhaps is using the 5G as a form of access, right? So there are multi layers of security we need to look at there as well. So just just one something I want to bring up. Thanks, Bertrand. Yeah, just, just to uh, add a bit, I think uh, I mean I, I agree with with uh, Lionel on the on the standards. Uh, you know, I think it's very important for. Uh, for By the way, in terms of sorry, yeah. in terms of standard, the 3GPP release 18 expected. Uh, Q2 2022 has been delayed to uh, stage two to Q1 2023 and stage three to Q4 2023. So they are uh, one year late, 3GPP. Yeah, so, so standards like, like 3GPP, I mean, open run is, is, is open, it's, it's, it's a standard almost. Uh, we can say uh, there, there's different different schools or, or trends of thoughts in terms of uh, how to use open run or uh, when to use it, etc. I think it uh, you know it has pros and cons. I'm not here to uh, advocate one or the other, but I think it's uh, uh, it, it, it's also um, well documented and, and you know standardized uh, to a certain extent. So I think I think uh, you know uh, CSPs have a choice now between using proprietary uh, technologies or or trying also to use you know more open standards um, and um, and stitch them together. The, the challenge is is to stitch them together, and that's that's a big a big job in itself, and it raises the uh, security aspect. Uh, or alerts, I would say. Um, one one thing I wanted to say also on um, on the possible role of CSPs with with regards five G for enterprises. I mean, we see, uh, you know, we are anticipating a lot of uh, applications. You know, enterprise applications using five G, private five G networks. Uh, you know, what I wanted to say is that it's it's quite complex uh, to to build a five G network. So. I would say the expertise is with the CSPs. So you could imagine the CSP being, you know, acting as a, you know, a consultant or, or offering a, a private five-minute network uh, as a service to these to these enterprises, rather than let the enterprise build their own five G network. Uh, if that makes sense. So I see a role with CSPs to be encouraging, uh, you know, how uh, you know private five G network will be rolled out, uh, interconnected, operated, etc. Um, so I see, I see it as, a, uh, you know, as a new technology and a, a new possible revenue earner for CSPs. Matteo, for Cato, 5G could be a future possibility. Uh, certainly, the growing of, and the faster on the speed of wave network is an advantage for, for a, a company in a position of Cato that delivers services as the one and, and, and security services from the cloud, because as soon as the enterprise can access to easiest way and fastest way to access data from remotes as soon as the Keto backbone becomes important. So for us, it's an advantage from, this, the, from the numbers you shared with the increasing of the uh, test and, and pilots and, 
and real network built on 5G. On the other side, the fact that we are in working on layer three and above, we are transparent. So we are protecting customers. We do deliver one of the services that we deliver and we'll answer more properly in the next question, presumably is the uh, zero trust network access. The fact that he, I'm, I, I just mentioned, I'm, I was in the hotel tonight. I'm in this hotel this today, I will be in the train later on. And my, my client allows me to access any network in the most, uh, in the most secure way. And I can access only the application my company allowed me to access. So doesn't care if it comes from 5G, is not secure enough, not standardized enough, because we do protect any connection from anywhere. So really the transparency of the connection and the fact that it allows enterprises to move to cloud and to uh, allow access to remote user is an advantage for any company in a position of Cato. So we are definitely happy to see the numbers increasing. Let's, so we have touched uh... 5G and the mobile networks. Uh, let's move to the fixed one. Uh, the beginning uh, of the panel, we mentioned the uh, uh, multiple SD1 offerings that are today pre pre uh, present in, in, in the market. But uh, I cannot chair uh, uh, a panel like this one without mentioning SASE, the Secure Access Service Edge, which is a concept, uh, let's say, uh, conceived. Uh, three years ago by two Gartner researchers and published in, uh, in a quite famous, I could say, Gartner report in August of 2019. It's clear that I have to, again, give the floor to, to, to Matteo, to Cato Networks, uh, in, uh, what says SASI means today in terms of reality. Do we need uh, something more than a Gartner report. I don't, I don't say we do we need a standard because it's not a matter of standard, but at least do we need a general framework document? And by the way, MEF announced for 2022, a document related to MEF, the two SASI, the W117, and as well as a, a document related to zero trust network access, the W118. So, uh, Matteo, Cato Networks, uh, uh, what are the possibilities that today we can offer to an enterprise connecting, using SASE, and how we improve the existing scenario of SASE with a general framework, security, and so on? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's my question. First of all, SASE, it exists, is a reality. In Italy, we have about 100 customers that are using SASE every day. We just released yesterday a use case for a very large enterprise and manufacturing company called Nuti Carlo. They work in the automotive market that connected 23 sites everywhere in the world and about 600 mobile users. SASE exists, but it's based on, it's very important that SASE is the, we are, we are, we are understanding perfectly what Garner said SASE is. SASE has been invented by Ketonin 2015, seven years ago, only in 2019 has been recognized by, by Garner as a consistent architecture and they gave the name of SASE. At the four pillars, which means is it have to be in cloud, everything has to be in cloud. If there's something on-prem is not SASE, have to be converged. The convergence is between SD1 and security. Shouldn't be only SD1 and security for any provider, should be from the same provider. 
have to be for any kind of edge, the IoT mentioned before, sites, mobile user, we don't care about which, which edges are you connecting to this scattering infrastructure, and then to be everywhere. Shouldn't be only one point of presence, one point of presence from the cloud here in, in Rome, and another one, I don't know, in France, and that's all. It is not connecting each other. Those are the four pillars. Why those four pillars are important? Very simple. Because uh, you have to rely, to, the customer have to rely on an, one single infrastructure with a high SLA agreement. So I have to be in a range between 99.99 as, as we are, five times nine. Have to be from everywhere, from any edges, and have to be a full managed service. It shouldn't be like, a, I sent you 10,000 boxes and you put the boxes everywhere. No, it's a cloud service. And this is mandatory, shouldn't be differently. Otherwise you are back in the previous world when everything was complex and CIO and CISO have to spend all their time to choose the platform, to maintain the platform, to update the platform. When there is a new malware, when there's a new problem, it's automatically update the entire backbone. And the, and the, the, the enterprise get automatically updated. They don't need to even to spend a second they just read a weekly report that said we have just updated the infrastructure with a new signature, and that's all. And they kept keep themselves focused on the real problem they have. Build infrastructure, design the infrastructure, allowed business application to run anytime from everywhere in a secure way. Matteo, you said that one of the pillars is everything in the cloud. We know very well that in the market that there are offering with the SASE label which don't respect uh, which don't respect this let's say criteria criterium you didn't reply to me whether cato is in favor or not of uh, a document which summarizes what is assay oh that's another yeah that's a good question we're not against uh, the standardization standardization usually comes later Standardization is a very strong word. Yeah, definitely. They say better definition. Yeah, but usually comes when when the when the the the, the business the business is always faster. It's 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 always like that. Business is always faster, and 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 customer and enterprises have to enter to their need today. They shouldn't wait until there is a standard or there is a, a framework. Garnas just uh, did one thing in 2019 when they decided to give a name of this kind of infrastructure, get the name of SASE, said to the customer, be, try to, be, to choose your, your, your SASE partner based on the four pillars I mentioned. Obviously, all the players that were in the existing market with uh, a lot of appliances in the stock and that to be, they shouldn't change in a second, of course. So they try to build their own version of SASE. That sometimes it's, it's, it fits the pillars. Let's give the, the, the yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm enthusiastic about my Lionel. Yeah, no, Frick. The question from um, Alessandro So, do I support or do not support a framework? So, um, within my team and my organization, right, we follow frameworks, right? But as carriers ourselves, we always like to have USPs, right? Unique selling propositions. We want to have differentiators, right? But at the same time, be able to say, hey, look, we are very stable because we follow this particular framework. So I want to say we follow frameworks, we like frameworks, but on top of that, we must never be rigid. 
because there is an existing framework and purely follow within that framework. Coming back to the point of finding out what the customer requires, adding on to what an existing framework is, is extremely critical from a security setup standpoint, right? Yes, SASE lives in the cloud. Yes, you use, I'm sure we all use a lot of um, Netscope, Zscaler, right? Is that all the security require within that framework? No, because just like the example I gave, right? That my, one of my customers telling me, hey, I'm, I think I might be getting attacked internally. Then that framework wouldn't work anymore, will it? Right? So you need to think and be agile and solution correctly to meet the customer's needs. Right? And learning this information now that, hey, look, there is from a particular country within an organization, you are still getting attacked. These are the sort of information we get as a global service provider. And this is something we can then share with um, our other customers as well. So this is really our approach, right? This is Singtel's approach uh, when it comes to adopting framework and how we manage frameworks as well. Bertrand, your uh, the Blue Planet perspective on yeah, the, so, SASE, the fixed network. So, so on, on SASE, well, on, I would say on, on standards in general, we, we, do, we do like standards and we do follow standards uh, very much. Uh, we, we have a position usually which is not to stick with one standard, but to adopt, you know, uh, a series of uh, plugins or in, uh, adapters, we call them, so that, you know, we've, we've, we track and, and follow and, and adapt to the, the standards as they evolve. Uh, that's for, the, for, for our, our software. Um, on, um, on SASE itself, I think, you know, we, what we do see is, uh, uh, you know, security in, in the cloud being, uh, uh, being uh, an important topic. We see also a lot of other applications moving to different clouds and we see a need uh, to uh, orchestrate the multiple clouds or cloud options uh, that a CSP is, uh, is using, uh, not just for SASE, but for, for other applications, be it, for example, on, uh, on the network, uh, network functions, you know, that are also getting uh, pushed into, into clouds. So uh, our, our role, if you want, is to, to orchestrate uh, uh, how, how the applications are, are moved into, uh, into multiple clouds. So, uh, uh, they don't, they're not restricted and they're being very protected. Uh, thank you, Bertrand. Uh, before closing, I'd like to, uh, uh, to address uh, a different and uh, last, uh, let's say, uh, issue in terms of, let's say, a business model a partnership. Uh, I was discussing with a SASE vendor uh, this issue and I was criticized because when I said that I, in terms of business model, now the, the, the scenario is much, much more complex than it was uh, some years ago. In the old days, it was very simple. There was the vendor, the service provider, and the customer. Today, uh, the situation, I believe, is much more complex. I don't know how consider, let's say, Palo Alto and Keto, are they vendor, vendor or service provider or both? And uh, the partnership which affects, uh, of course, the business model. The partnership uh, we, are, we are seeing uh, are always a constant uh, of the telecom industry. I believe there is none who is uh, not even uh, Microsoft and Google can say, I can, uh, I can get, uh, I can go on on, uh, on a technology, a service alone. Uh, 
So to, to my panelists, uh, uh, partnership, uh, how Singtel, Cato, uh, Blue Planet consider the partnership uh, and the, the, the evolution of the business models, plural, in uh, 2022, 2025. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, from, um, uh, from my perspective, uh, uh, the, the you know, you, you're not you're not going to find one one vendor doing everything. So you have to partner. Uh, from a technology partner, we uh, we work with other technology partners. Um, you know, that's why standards are, are important. It's so that we can you know in, interoperate or interface. Um, and uh, and we do see uh, you know in order to build uh, complex solutions such as uh, you know five G. Uh, network slicing, etc. You, you need to have, especially if you go with open run standards, you need to be able to work with multiple partners. So I see, I see, uh, you know, clearly uh, 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 an importance to be able to uh, work with others, uh, you know, who are very, very niche and, and very uh, uh, competent in, in one piece of the technology of the puzzle, if you want. Uh, and I also see a need for, uh, or a role for, uh, you know, integrators or, or sometimes CSPs to be able to uh, stitch the different technologies together and provide an end-to-end -end solution. And again, that, that can be a, a CSP. I know that the skills required are, are different uh, than, than traditional uh, uh, skills that we have in, in telcos, but uh, I'd see definitely a, a role there. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can pick up from there as well. So I, I think I'm, I'm going to keep it short. Um, really, I think uh, our general strategy in Singtel and, and as I source for partners would certainly be to look for the best of breeds, number one, right? And um, I think um, that is really key in this day and age, right? Um, if you're not on the top right-hand corner of Gartner, you're, we, we have to evaluate a, a lot more. Number two, right? Um, as, uh, as the other speakers from, uh, from, from the other uh, topics spoke about, there is that need. Uh, the customers are very hungry to be able to get things fast, very quickly, do it themselves. This is very important and critical for us as well. So this partner needs to be able to allow us, through the integration, be able to set up systems to uh, where, where almost a DIY, self-service, Right, have different APIs. So these are some of the prerequisites as well uh, as we select our partners, right? Um, as we build our platforms to uh, provide these services of our, our, our customers. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it short there. <laughs> yeah, I, even from the previous presentation, I've seen, I heard the words that uh, Cloud is here to stay. So you, uh, in, any no way, in any way, you need to deal with service provider. There's no chance for not moving from buying piece of hardware, integrating piece of hardware, rather than the way of today, which is getting the service from the cloud, clicking the button and receive the service. I think that this will push the, uh, from in our point of view, our point of view is that will bring a lot of simplification for, for, for telcos as well as for the end customers. More control, which is something important as well. More value, more quality, because the service provider will be much better in providing service rather than a piece of hardware that somebody else has to maintain and keep update. And uh, definitely, not at least, the fastening in, in, in delivering the services, because if you get it from the cloud, they're already pre-configured. So you need only to focus and will push you to focus on where the value is, the real values, which is the, the, the consultancy services and such things. 
and also the ones that have been mentioned several times today, which is the, the last mile, the 5G and, and the infrastructure to provide access, which is still the digital divide. I live in a country where the digital divide is a huge problem. I live in near Varese, which is a, one of the most industrial areas of Italy. I tell you, I have problem to access from internet from home. We have a, 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 an ADSL where I live. Can you imagine? In a one of the most developed places of the, of, of the world. So this is, this is the, a lot of space to, 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 to have you as a telco, uh, to have you if, uh, involved in, in high, I guess, the level of the quality of the access, and then consultants and services, because nobody will be able to take this. Not, I, I mentioned Netflix, but it's not easy as track and Netflix, of course. So the, you need consultancy, you need partner as the telcos are, that allowed you to choose the right, the right uh, clouds, because not every cloud are similar. So I think it's, it's good for everybody. We'll increase your revenue, we'll increase our revenue, we'll increase the quality, the security, and the access of the customer. Well, the problem is the only advantages. Thank you, Matteo. Is there any question to the panelists from the audience? Please, Valentina. Uh, yeah, so, so I understand that Cato will be able to cover a lot of security um, for different user cases. Uh, is it possible now or already? Like, for example, is, are you also following IoT user cases? Or if not, are you planning to acquire some companies that are especially done are, are especially in security for IoT? Okay, that's a, that's a very good question. We are, we are a cloud, thanks for the question. We are a cloud service provider. So we have our cloud, from our cloud, we do provide the firewall as a service. We do provide secure web gateway, intrusion prevention, CASB, anti-malware, next gen, DLP, zero trust network access. So let me say that is almost the full stack of security. And we don't, we don't mind about from where protocol, where parts, the connection comes from. So we don't need to buy companies to uh, provide additional uh, services. We don't need to buy, everything is code, built and developed and, 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 and maintained by Cato. So we just need to understand the protocol. We just need to understand the, uh, from where the, uh, the, the connection comes from. We just closed a deal in France. It's a deal with, uh, for a company that is taking care of the old people with uh, equipment at the, the home of the people. And, these equipment are integrated as well. So it depends, of course, any case by, have been considered, uh, but uh, so far uh, we, we don't care about what kind of port and, or protocol are reconnected, which is different than Zscaler mentioned, but Zscaler doesn't su only support uh, internet connection. They cannot integrate uh, an IoT platform. The issue, the, the, the issue of partnership comes back. Excuse me? Oh, with this question, the issue of partnership comes back. So Cato or Palo Alto or Zscaler can consider a, a, a partnership with a, a, a company specialized on IoT yeah. for a specific market segment. Definitely, definitely. We are, we are, we are cloud. So if there, if there is any company that want to, uh, to integrate their infrastructure in the Cato backbone and use Cato services for securing the accesses as well as uh, uh, providing SD1 services for high availability and speed of the network, they can just uh, contact us and, and do a test. We'll ship uh, 
the socket and they do the test in minutes and we'll see if it works or not. And if it doesn't engineer, is our engineer, our software, everything is from Kettle. So it's uh, minutes, maybe hours. Any other question? I, I, sorry, I, I know the question was for Matteo from Kato, but Singtel can do it all too. <laughs> and, and, and we can also do it on-prem as well. And also we can develop softwares for applications if we need to. Just, just have to add that in. <laughs> Thank you, Lionel. Any other question? So time is running out, lunch is coming. So a very flash, flash comment from all of you on the on the topics we discussed, uh, who likes to start? Let me finish. Uh, soft, yeah, thanks. Very Let me short, start. Uh, flash. Very short. First of all, thanks a lot. I think we discussed it. I learned a lot of things. So thanks to uh, our uh, my colleagues here. And uh, really a pleasure to present uh, Keto and independency that you need to focus the independence between the infrastructure itself and security and SD1. Choose an SD1 and security solution that allowed you to choose the best partner, hardware, and, and, and technological partner as a telco. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, just to, to close, I think, you know, uh, a few years ago, we would not be talking about security at a wholesale uh, conference. So I see that, uh, you know, security is definitely. Uh, uh, you know, part of uh, of the portfolio and, and the, the priorities, the concern, and I, I I think that we will be talking more and more about 5G as well in the in the coming years because that will also be a, a very For important sure. topic. So even if it's mobile, it still concerns the uh, you know the the audience. So uh, I, I think that we'll uh, we'll hear more about it. Yeah, no, fantastic, absolutely. So I mean, for on on this particular topic, 5G. And cybersecurity. So, yeah, certainly, I think uh, fellow carrier partners here, right, and potential partners. So, come come to us, right? I think five G is certainly growing. It's not in all areas yet. So, we are still forming the alliance in in Asia. We are we are strong, right? We have got mobile alliance. We're, we're there, right? But we are continuously looking for more partners, right? And with these partners as well, it's it's not only as I mentioned earlier. It's not only five G we are looking at. We are certainly looking for partners who require IL lease circuits, IPLCs, E-lines, and all that. Ultimately, these are the transport layers, right? On the layer one that will be carrying data between, you know, the different continents, right? So we are continuously looking for partners. If you need some of our circuits, we've got them. We might need some of yours as well, which, 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 you, are, which, you, are, which you own. So yeah, come to us. You know where our booth is. We're, we're over there. So I think we are really looking to, um, to strengthen our partnership and to look for new partners as well. Thank you, thank, to you. All of, thank you to all of you, and please join me in thanking the panelists for, uh, for this panel. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Dear listeners, that is all that we have time for today. I certainly hope that you found the insights of this session interesting, and please keep tuned in to CC Podcast Telco. We release new episodes every month, and you can find us through the CC Podcast Telco gallery on the CC website via our Spotify and our Apple podcasts. Bye for now.